Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Going right into your phone calls to start things out. It is the show about your calls. Let's talk to George, TSA George, in D.C. on the amp line. Hello, George. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Yeah, I was wondering. I, I got to do this debate with a, uh, one of my friends over this Boeing, uh, over this uh, Air Force tanker deal between Boeing and Northam Grumman slash Airbus. I, I have to say I'm not familiar with the situation. Oh, I am. Really? Somewhat. I've heard about it on the news. What's... Yeah, basically. Go ahead. Basically, he's all pissed off because it's all uh, is because Northrop One because some of it's going to um, Airbus, which is like a European co- co- um, company. There, like, it's France. There are a bunch of frogs. You can't give a, a military contract to a bunch of foreigners. Well, the Europeans own a lot of our treasury bills now. I think they've got a little bit of say. <laughs> and it's, it's like, I don't know what Boeing's complaining. I'm asking him. Like I don't know what Boeing's complaining about because um, first off, they, didn't like some of the people go to someone go to jail over some, over that same contract just last year over a sweetheart deal that got busted wide open? I don't know, but it, it sounds to me like a, an entitlement mentality that Boeing uh, believes that because it's had contracts in the past, which, by the way, government contracts are always very, very sweet in that they uh, the government is always overcharged and overpays for every single thing that they purchase. So companies that are tied in with government really want to get their hands on these government contracts. And so uh, if Boeing had been getting contract after contract and then all of a sudden they lost one to another company, now they're crying, oh, boo-hoo. Yeah, well, and they're already backlogged, too. I mean, they got more orders than they can even fulfill at the moment. It'll take them years, and they're using a tip, the design of a 767, which I, rem- I would like to remind people that plane for, for first came out in 1982. <laughs> And it's like, you want to use that old design right there when the Airbus has a bigger plane that goes further and is far more capable? Yeah, God knows, um, you know, the government, I, I can't imagine that the government makes the right decision, but let's say they do, you know, it's a, it's a 50-50 think, shot here. Um, yeah, it's a one-shot one, one chance. All, all these two companies, I think, yeah, for, the, they, for once they actually made a better deal. Yep, well, I, I don't see why they shouldn't be able to pick the, the better um, aircraft. Well, so what? I mean, what's going to happen about this? Boeing is just complaining. I mean, is that what the yeah, news they're, they're, they're is? They're starting to shut down their 767 line. I was like, I'm like, so what? So expand your 787 line, or you know, the Dreamliner thing that you guys keep, you know, advertising as the new plane of the future, or the triple, or offer a tanker based on the triple seven, which is even bigger than the Airbus plane. I don't know. So, George, did you hear the story last night uh, about the MacBook Air and how the TSA agents were very confused about that? <laughs> I saw one of those things. It's like I wanted one of those, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, there's no D- um, DVD player or anything like that in there. It's like, nah, I don't want it. Yeah, gotta- it seems, I mean, where's the fun? Uh, I understand I, that it's supposed to be really thin and sleek and sexy, but uh, it's nice I to be able a, to load I up got, a movie. I, I got a- I, yeah, I got a uh, computer with more features for just $500. There you go. Thank George, you. thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Wayne's the resident Mac guy here. Yeah. I was going to say, the the MacBook Air is actually good as a second car type computer. See, uh, they've got the, <laughs> no, they've for got, those of you that need a second car type computer. Well, no, there's a lot of designers who have really nice, big, huge, powerful eight-core towers in their office for mm-hmm. designing, and they go out to do a presentation in a client's office. They just want something thin and stylish. 
for you know doing a PowerPoint presentation, checking email at Starbucks and all that, and want something compact and light, and it's good for that. And you can plug a optical drive into it, a USB optical yeah, drive. Yeah, that's clunky. It is clunky. I agree. <clears throat> but for the few times you use it to watch a movie, it's there. But um, you know, for a primary computer, it's not it's not really a good system for that. And they'll probably jack you for you know a couple hundred bucks for the optical drive on top of the cost. Of right, and not only that, yeah. but it has a slower processor because uh, to uh, so reduce heat. Yeah, it's got the slower processors. 800-259-9231. So whether you want to talk tech or the news or whatever's on your mind, dial on in. We'll talk to you about anything. That is the point of the show. Uh, we go to Connecticut, New Haven. The AP reporting that New Haven school superintendent said Wednesday he'll review a principal's decision to suspend an eighth grade student for... Go ahead. What was it? Suspending an eighth grade student... Burping. Uh, T-shirt. I mean, we're talking about suspension, so it's got to be pretty serious. If it yeah, was, but, but it's free talk live, and we know that whatever it is is ludicrous <laughs> simply by the fact that it's on the show. Suspension usually. I mean, we're talking about not in school suspension. We're not talking about a detention. We're talking about this kid cannot come back to school for a certain period of time. Well, um, if you know what to me, what would merit suspension is, um, you know, violence. How about buying candy? Okay. Oh. Michael Sheridan was stripped of his title as class vice president, barred from attending an honors student dinner, and suspended for a day after buying a bag of Skittles from a classmate. Insane. <laughs> Didn't pay the tax? <laughs> I, I, no, I think it's just a uh, sort of an anti-enterprising rule system that they have set up. Right. They don't like you going and being entrepreneurial in sure. the government schools that are designed to turn you into a slave. Right. And, you know, you know kids do this a lot, or did when I was in school. They'd try they did to it sell, when I was. They'd sell all kinds of things, and people would buy them. Um, and I'm sure, there were, I'm sure, just like with any other transaction, that there are some unhappy parties and some things went wrong. I'm absolutely positive of it, but to bar to ban um, students from uh, you know, selling candy in school, I feel like it's one of the most important things that you can learn at school. But it could be laced with LSD or some <laughs> kind of drug. But it's so good. A the sealed candy bag of Skittles. <laughs> uh, yeah, this happened in uh, when I was I think it was when I was in sixth grade. And the big thing for me, and I don't know what it was when uh, you were in school, but the big thing for us oh, was uh, tearjerkers. Hold, hold on just one second. Um, before you go any farther, we'll talk about all those things. Wayne, do you remember the uh, the cyanide in the Tylenol uh, back in the mid eighties? Yeah, early I remember 80s? hearing about that. And those all, every single one of those bottles was sold in a store to people. They died from taking Tylenol, and they were sold in stores. Somebody had taken the Tylenol. They had, uh, I guess, there were capsules at the time. Put cyanide in the capsules. Put them back on store shelves, and somebody had bought them and died. So the the idea that some bureaucrat might say, uh, "Well, it could it could be bad. The, the candy could be bad." You can get it at the store, too. It's happened. Yeah, I agree with that. I just thought about maybe if the kids were lacing them with things uh, and selling them to other kids because it wasn't bought from a store. Sure, they and, could. Yeah. But th what I'm saying is they could do it at a, at a store, too. I think that uh, more people have died in the last 30 years from buying products at a store that were laced with something than have died from buying products from somebody else at school. I wonder, I wonder if this was a candy-free school, you know, where they can't get it in the cafeteria because they've banned We'll find out here food. in a moment, yes. Okay. Uh, the New Haven school system banned candy sales in 2003 as well, part of a district-wide school wellness policy. You were going to tell us about the tearjerkers. I don't know what these are. Have you never had a tearjerker? No, it, it sounds a, like a sour candy. It is a, a very sour gumball. Hard soft. It's uh, it's essentially it's a it's a gumball. Okay. And there's a coating of gum then? of yes, there, okay. but there's a, a coating of sour on the outside of the mm -hmm. gumball, 
and they sell them when you when you would purchase a bag of them like you'd go down to Publix which is the grocery store in the southeast uh you could get a whole bag full of them in various different colors now the colors uh indicate their uh, strength so like for whatever reason the purples as i recall were the most sour of all wow. of them and so <laughs> if i'm recalling correctly i think the kids would actually sell them based on their sourness That's so you, you'd pay more for the more sour ones apparently because they were more rare i guess and so there was this little tearjerker economy going on and people would bring in their own tearjerkers and start selling them and undercut somebody else's price but it didn't last for long because there was a point at which the uh, the school did crack down that's on that's crazy the, uh, they did the, not do that to, um uh, at my school when we did it. Wayne what kind of uh, candy did they sell at your school when did the kid, did kids do this back in or did they just trade, trade <laughs> back, rocks in, back in the old rocks days and sticks and stuff <laughs> here's a bag of dirt <laughs> we had candy machines at my school when I was oh, growing I up yeah. yeah. See, you you guys uh, could smoke too, couldn't you? Oh yeah, we could blow up, <laughs> we, we could blow up the guardhouse at our high school. You know, I mean, I used to pull up in front of my high school when I when I took the bus the first two years, and I'd look out the window and I'd see guys measuring out pot bags in front of the school. Really? Yeah. Pot. Wow. The okay, good old so, days. So Wayne, I was scared to death. Public school is entirely different when Wayne went there. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had something. Um, I can't remember what they're called, but they were a little candy that was hard, and it came in a like a long rectangle, and you sucked on it, and you could make them into a little Jolly Ranchers, Jolly make them into a little point. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jolly Ranchers is what was the big thing when I was in school. 1-800-259-9231. There's more to this story. Plus, if you want to chime in and tell your story, if you encountered something similar, another... Uh, Another example, perhaps, of enterprise, of entrepreneurial activity being shut down, stopped at your school. What's your story? Share that with us. 800-259-9231. Also the latest on the vice president of the class who was suspended for buying a bag of Skittles in New Haven, Connecticut. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Get on the updates list. We will keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about the program. Head over to updates.freetalklive.com to get on it for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest, happening June 9th through the 15th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to expand your network of liberty-loving activists, businesses, and organizations, as well as learn how Free State Project early movers are already making a difference. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at Porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. So we continue here with a story that isn't... Very unfamiliar to people that have been in the government school system in recent years. The story coming out of New Haven, the AP reporting that Michael Sheridan, who happens to be the 8th grade class vice president, has been barred from attending an honor student dinner, suspended for a day after buying a bag of Skittles from a classmate. The New Haven school system banned candy sales in 2003 as part of a district-wide school wellness policy, said school spokes bureaucrat. Uh, according to Michael's mother, Shelley, she told the register that he's a top student with no previous disciplinary problems. She said it's too much. It's too unfair. He's never even had a detention. Superintendent Reginald Mayo said that the Sheridan Middle School principal just wanted to keep students safe. And teach them how to follow orders. Keep safe. them safe? Safe. From what? Really? 
Safe from what? Sugar shock. She said she warned students repeatedly after the school experienced a rash of candy sales in the fall. (laughs) There were also worries about those selling the candy, especially after a student's wallet was stolen on the bus. Now, how does that connect from one to the other? Kid gets his wallet stolen, therefore the candy sellers are responsible for it? He was selling candy, and therefore his wallet was full of money, and it was more of a target, and therefore, because bad, because people can sometimes be tempted to do bad things for money, having money is bad, Um, therefore, since you can sell candy to make money, having candy is bad. Yeah, this is just absolutely ludicrous. Uh, Let's continue here. She says that uh, they had concerns about the safety of students carrying large amounts of cash in school. Oh, I'm sure they just had a whole bunch of cash on them after selling a few bags of candy. (laughs) Anyway, the question is, was the punishment too harsh? That's something we need to evaluate. Mayo, the superintendent, (coughs) says he hopes to resolve the situation quickly. Michael's suspension has been reduced from three days to one. Aren't they? They're just so reasonable. They care so much. Look at that, reducing the suspension. But he's not been reinstated as class vice president. He said he didn't realize his candy purchase was against the rules. Ah, ignorance of the law is no excuse. <laughs> Shouldn't he be reading all of the uh, the school district's bylaws? Perhaps that should be a new class for the kids to take, where one period every single day they read all of the bylaws of the school district, whatever it is that's on the books. Think that'll work? Maybe that's a good idea. Nuts. Anyway, Mayo says, uh, let's see, he <coughs> he said he didn't notice that the student selling the Skittles on February 26th was being secretive. An administrator busted Michael with the candy in his pocket. His mother says the student who sold him the Skittles out of a lunchbox was also suspended. A copy of the district's policy states that no candy or junk food fundraisers will be allowed on school grounds and that only healthy snacks will be sold in vending machines. Which, Hold by on. the way, candy and junk food fundraisers? That's correct. See, now, um, to me, that's something entirely different. To me, that means that the rule, uh, the, the, the rule wasn't clear. Because <laughs> when I think of a junk food fundraiser, I think of what we did for Latin Club or whatever, is they would give us a box of mm-hmm. 48 uh, M&Ms in there, and you would sell them and then turn in $24 to the uh, the, the teacher that was in charge, the, 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 the uh, sponsor or whatever, of that particular club. They love to get me on board on these things, uh, because I could just sell candy like the like there was nobody's business but the school used to enterprise on this or at least the clubs did and i to me that's what that rule means it doesn't well, mean that an individual right. could do that you're probably right which is why the next paragraph says the policy also prohibits bake sales and other food sales during school hours so they have the fundraiser ban and just a general prohibition against all sales of food during bake school sale hours. doesn't mean the same thing to me either food sale bake sales and other food sales but, but anyone selling food items when, during when school you, hours. When you phrase it banned. like that, when you phrase it like that, a bake sale or other food sales, that to me brings up the the idea of a table and somebody sitting well, behind the table. Well, I'm sorry, the Mark. The words are very clear to me. Food sale, selling food. Well, the, the, I I see why the kid was confused. The policy doesn't say anything about students sharing snacks. I've heard the rule and I don't understand the rule. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's all right, Mark. You went to government school, so it's understandable. Uh, look, they probably would be upset over any sales going on on school campus. Oh, I'm sure they're upset about it, but that you know they write their rule, and then you've got to follow the rule. Well, I never agreed when I was in school to follow their rules. Did you? Um, I guess by going, I agreed. Ah, eh, well. 
I don't know. That was never very explicit. Uh, but either way, I think it's uh, it's another just a sad example of how restrictive, how anti-freedom this government school system is. It has no interest in encouraging entrepreneurial activity. As soon as someone is caught being entrepreneurial, they are cracked down upon. And this is very similar to the story we read, I think it was a week or two ago, where a 17-year-old high school student, I believe a senior, was selling sandwiches on school campus. People were ordering sandwiches from him. Because the school lunches sucked? Presumably. I mean, okay. that's, a, that's a safe uh, assumption, I think. And so people were voluntarily choosing to order sandwiches from this guy, and they shut him down because he didn't have a permit to sell sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was potentially hazardous. And this is, it's just discouraging to kids. It really, you know, it's their first lesson. It's, it's not unlike the, uh, the examples of the, like the little girls that'll set up a lemonade, right, lemonade stand stands, sure. and the cops will come along and shut them down for lack of a permit. It's the same thing. It's just that doesn't happen on school campus. It happens elsewhere. But these are the first encounters that kids have with uh, government telling them that they can't they can't earn money the way they think they should be able to. They've gone through the process of uh, thinking uh, thinking about a, a coming up with an idea as to how to make some money. They've actually went and acquired the product that they're looking to resell and actually begun selling it, all without asking anybody's permission, and have had su- a success at it. And so naturally, whenever money is changing hands, as we've seen, the government always comes down. The government always steps in and demands its cut. This, this can also uh, send a subtle message to the other kids that <clears throat> being a self-starter is, is going to be punished. It's not good to do that. You either gonna, are going to be an employee of some corporation or you're going to be a government worker. Yeah. We're, that's safe. Then you're following all the rules. Uh, and you see the harm in this is that, that entrepreneurship is what built this country. Sure and That's what creates prosperity. That's what creates innovation. When, when, you, uh, when you're a follower like that, you, you don't innovate. Yeah, I absolutely. This is the the most harmful thing you could do. It's just ridiculous, um, you know. And I'll bet you they have a, a class called entrepreneurship taught by a teacher who doesn't actually who works Who's for the government and doesn't actually earn money in the same way that we do. That's a course I would love to teach. I don't think it was offered at the school I went to. But you know, entrepreneurship's gotten more and more uh, popular. They actually had a class in prison on entrepreneurship that you had to take. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So once again, uh, just subtly encouraging the kids to not think for themselves, not try to start their own businesses, not try to make money on their own. Just plug into the system, kids. Don't think about anything. Don't think outside the box because well, it's against the rules, and we wouldn't want you breaking the rules now, would we? More on the way. You can take control. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. Scientists have discovered a human hormone that increases people's trust in each other, oxytocin. And for the first time, with Liquid Trust, you can harness this power. Buy Liquid Trust now at 800-507-3718 or liquidtrustspray.com. Use code FTL to get free shipping. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. The features include, by the way, the wiki over 1,500 pages created by listeners just like you. Go and get interactive at the wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com. We'll get you there. That's wiki.freetalklive.com, and it's free, of course. March 12th, that's today, through the 15th, 
It's the 56th running of the Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring, presented by Fresh from Florida. The world's fastest sports cars will battle for 12 hours on the famous Sebring Road Course. For tickets and information, call 1-800-626-RACE or visit SebringRaceway.com. March 12th through the 15th, don't miss it. Your time is really running out on that. You better be heading down there at this (laughs) point, Uh, though it is going on all weekend long. So definitely keep that in mind. Fun stuff. SeabringRaceway.com. Yeah, it's you know it's really the uh, Friday night and Saturday festivities. That's when I got the tickets. Uh, they were given to me as a radio promo. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I we went for a Friday night and, and Saturday, and oh my God, it was awesome. I don't know what it's like the rest of the week. I imagine the party sort of crescendos on the Friday evening, Probably. and then after the race on Saturday, everybody's pretty much clearing out. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Since we're on the topic of just asinine school decisions. Wayne, you've got a related story. Yes, uh, PSU students seek right to carry weapons. Uh, PSU standing, of course, for Penn State University. Uh, Nathaniel Sheets, 23 years old, a Penn State graduate student in industrial engineering, often carries a handgun, and he can. He has a permit to carry a concealed weapon. Anyone can. But the moment he steps on campus, however, the permit is no good. Like huh. most other U.S. universities, Penn State pro- prohibits concealed guns on campus, including those for, license, uh, for those licensed to carry them. Police have the sole exception. But since an outburst of shootings at Virgin- Virginia Tech and North, uh, Northern Illinois University, Sheets and some other Penn Staters are looking to assert their gun-carrying privilege on campus. And you notice the article calls it a privilege rather than a right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, um, when you think about... When I start looking at uh, news items out there, cops shoot people, innocent people. Why is it that cops can carry on the the university and 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 students who pay money to be there can't? Well, they're better than you. That's right. That's really the issue. And he brings up a good point. He says even an exceptional response time from police doesn't stop a killer nope. from a massacre. No. Sheet said Thursday. When unless he can teleport, unless the, he's Superman. That's right. When police take minutes to get there, it doesn't matter to someone who's willing to commit suicide. The only people who would be able to stop something like that would be students, faculty, and staff who are on site who already are right there and could engage the shooter, he said. He's absolutely right. Yeah. But he's up against an establishment that does not want to allow that to happen. That's right. And if you refuse, he says, also says, if you refuse to give people the opportunity to defend themselves, you put a lot of people at risk. He and roughly 50 to 100 other Penn State students have loosely aligned themselves with Students for Concealed Carry on Campus, SCCC, a national lobbying group that promotes the cause, has grown to include some 20,000 supporters over the last 10 months. Its presence here is unofficial. There are no formal student groups at the University Park's campus. Though, as many as 20 students participated in a week-long empty holster protest in October, she'd said. <laughs> 20 students, huh? They wore Yes, they wore empty holsters to object to the university's ban on concealed handguns. Another protest is planned for late April. Sheets has also met with Steve Shilo, the director of University Police Services. Shilo says he doesn't see the advocacy as necessarily radical or extremist. Well, that's good. But he does disagree with Sheets' arguments. Allowing firearms on campus could launch a string of safety concerns, Shilo said. Uh, they include worries connected to judgment, training, usage, theft, and alcohol abuse, he said. Uh, asked whether more weapons on campus could diminish overall safety, Shilo is frank. I'm not sure how to answer that, he says. <laughs> but I just think it's not where we want to be. Well, wow. You know, I, it, it, it's, what it's can funny. You do? It's funny how people get scared of these things. The fact is, Mr. Shilo, students are carrying guns on your campus. They yeah. are. 
The the students who are good. I know patriots, I would be. The students who are good patriots who uh, have read the Constitution of the United States, they are carrying guns and they are protecting themselves and they are protecting other students. The reason that you don't know that they're carrying guns is because they're good patriots. And they're doing that. And they're not yeah. just going to shoot anybody. And it doesn't matter whether they've gotten had a couple of beers in them or not. They're not going to shoot anyone. The only people they're going to shoot is somebody who's dangerous. And they're not going to go flashing the gun around because they're not stupid. So you just don't know that the students are carrying, sir. So your little rule isn't working. And, of course, the bad guys and the perpetrators uh, that, that roam campuses for victims are going to be carrying guns. They did at my university when I was, when I was uh, in school. It's it's like uh, shooting ducks in a barrel, uh, basically, or fish in a barrel, I guess, because you've got all these kids in one place, and 99.9% of them are probably unarmed. I don't know how many of them, Mark. There's no way for us to study nope. that nope. To, to find out, but I imagine it's a minority, a super minority of, of kids on the campus that are actually carrying weapons. I don't know. You just don't know. I mean, <laughs> well, just based on the kind, you know, the 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 kinds of people that go to college. I don't think you can make. You just can't make any assertion. All kinds of people go to college. Yeah, I, it I seems just like disagree. Mostly the liberal types are the ones that send their kids to, to college. And they're I scared disagree. to death of guns too. The liberals are. They're yeah. scared to death. But they, but then they don't care about the fact that they're pointing guns at government at other people. Well, they don't see those guns. They don't see them, exactly. Uh, so here you are with a story about these college kids that are basically begging for permission to um, be able to defend themselves. They're begging for permission from the authorities uh, to be able to keep themselves alive in the event of a tragic, disastrous situation with some madman on campus. And the response from the college and the response from the, the police is, Hell no. well, you, you might uh, be unsafe with your gun, so therefore we just can't allow these things. You, how do we know how much training you've had? Well, this brings up another issue, too. If, if a university were truly a private institution, then they could, they could set their own rules. But these universities are all taking federal money. Therefore, the Second Amendment right should, should apply. Should apply, right, because they're essentially quasi-government agencies. Right. Uh, the, just the way the article is written to suggest that uh, these kids have to ask for their rights, that doesn't really uh, it doesn't, doesn't work with me because if it's a right, you, you shouldn't be asking someone for it. If it's a right, you have that right. And you should just be exercising the right, but I, instead, I think we're pushing the uh, definition of uh, what a you know government agency is with the fact that they're uh, you know accepting funds. I think it, it's a it's a it's a small leap in logic. I'm with you. I think that these universities absolutely are making a mistake. I don't know if I I think that it entirely falls into the area of a right. Many of them are actually state-run schools. What was this one? Pennsylvania what? Yeah, Penn State. Penn State. Penn That's State a state-run school. Yeah, but yeah. they're making money and they're they're um, funding themselves, so they they could very easily be their own organization. But they're not. That's, I mean, that's just a fact. They're not their own organization because they're a state-run school. It's not just a private school getting state funds. That would be a bit of a more of a, uh, a leap. In this, in this case, this is actually a bureaucracy. Just because they're taking in money doesn't make them any less a bureaucracy than the post office. They're taking taxpayer money. The post office isn't paying for itself. Okay, we support the post office through tax money. Mm. These organizations uh, largely support themselves. To are you sure about knowledge. that? Yeah. You know, one of the Actually, do you know what those funds are? One of the ways they support themselves is by the alumni. Isn't that the case where the mm-hmm. alumni pour money into the organization? So without the alumni pouring money in, then they really wouldn't be able to support themselves. Probably. Well, I, I, I totally agree with you on that. You know, I knew a few Doesn't kids in college who, who packed heat, you know, concealed. They had concealed permits and you never even I never even saw their guns. I knew they had them. I, why would I, you? Yeah, 
They never took them out. They even when we went out to drink someplace, you know, they had them on them. Never pulled them out. So these schools that are taking the government money, they aren't making money on based on offering products or services, Mark. They're not staying afloat based on the value of their products and services available in the marketplace, available to competition. The fact that their They're, alum uh, support them does not mitigate. That that's a subsidy, would, my friend. No, it's not. No. You, if they send out a, 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 a letter that says, dear alum, please give us money, and they do. What do you think would happen if the alum stopped supporting them? Do you, are we a government agency because people amplify the show? No. Okay. But we're not a government agency to start with. This does, is a government agency that has a, people send them money. Does it make us money. any closer to a government agency because somebody um, gives charitable not contributions? Not at all. But this is a government agency that you're talking about, Mark, and I don't know why you're trying to pretend like they aren't one. They I, absolutely are. I think that they, um, I think that they, they, they sort of ride the line to some extent because no. they're self-funding. State no, organization. What about all student loans? 1-800-259-9231. That's you every school in America. Control. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Also on the way, the latest on the smoking ban in Baltimore. Looks like you've got a choice to make if you're a smoker. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up whatever you want toll-free. 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. One of the ways you can support the show is by shopping with us at the Free Talk Live store. Just go to store.freetalklive.com. Load up your cart with all kinds of great Free Talk Live branded merchandise from T-shirts to hats to hoodies and a variety of different sizes, flavors, and colors. Uh, We've got them all there for you. Store.freetalklive.com. To Baltimore and an update on their smoking ban that apparently they have, uh, I guess is a relatively new smoking ban. According to the examiner... Banished smokers taking nicotine breaks outside bars in one of Baltimore's city's friendly, or excuse me, trendy neighborhoods are being told to move or face fines and arrest for loitering, say bar owners. Mm. Hamden bar owners said they were shocked last week when police began warning patrons to move 150 feet away from the entrance of bars that they were patronizing. 150 feet? That's, that's a pretty good distance, yeah. Yeah. Or they would face loitering charges. According to the owner of Atomic Books and the head of the Merchants Association, loitering has always been a legitimate problem in the neighborhood that we we couldn't get the police to deal with. So why all of a sudden is the police department being aggressive with smokers when they haven't been enforcing loitering laws for 10 years? It's an well, excellent question. Yeah, well, why don't we speculate for a moment here? Why would the police department all of a sudden decide that the loitering laws are worth enforcing? Fines? That no. must be it. Fines because they're just easy targets now? Well, I've heard a lot of people complain. Uh, I, I figured this was going to be the next step with it, when it came to smoking bans. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, you know, people, people com- uh, the fact is you have to walk through a cloud of smoke to get into most bars now and restaurants where, the, where you know, smokers would normally go. Now they stand outside. So you have to walk through it. That's, that in and of itself is unpleasant. So people complain about it. Remember, it's okay to complain about smokers. It, it's just fine. You're allowed to do that, and, and you're allowed to spit on them and kick them and do whatever you want, pretty much. So um, I figured this was the next thing coming, and I don't think that uh, the cops and the the local politicians benefit in any way by enacting smoking bans, so I don't think they benefit in any way by enacting this loitering ban either. 
you don't think they benefit. They they benefit from fining people. Well, power, right? But they don't they don't get any fines from non-smoking uh, from smoking bans. Not not any to speak of. It's not like speeding tickets where they have a budget line for this, you know, and it's a yeah, huge a point. portion of their budget. Basically, people don't smoke in bars, so they don't get the fines because they've been told they can't. So you just, you just think they're persecuting the smokers? Yeah. Just for the hell of it? Yeah. Ray said drug addicts, prostitutes, and even dealers can be seen prowling the area around his store. But despite requests for additional officers and foot patrols in one of the city's most vibrant shopping districts, he said police have been busy pursuing smokers. Yeah. Harassing customers who are, smoking, <laughs> who are smoking creates a dysfunctional relationship with the community, he said. At Frazier's, a popular Hampton hangout, day manager Tab, uh, Tabrina said the message police gave patrons outside smoking at her bar was clear. She says they were told they needed to move 150 feet away or they will be fired. Fined first and arrested the second time. City officials said enforcing loitering laws has grown uh, trickier since the statewide smoking ban went into effect, particularly in front of bars where there have been a history of problems. We've asked patrols to be aggressive to enforce the loitering laws. However, the smoking ban changes the dynamic, said the spokesbureaucrat for the police department. This is an unintended consequence of two well-intentioned laws. According to... Sure, they're well-intentioned. First, the, uh, according to the owner of Zasimos, he says targeting his patrons doesn't make sense. First, the state raises taxes, then we have a smoking ban, and now I have to deal with this, he said, standing outside his bar as a customer took a mid-afternoon smoke break. It makes no sense to harass my customers and, and ignore drug addicts and prostitutes. It makes no sense. Well, and also, this is, uh, from what I understand, the Baltimore, the city of Baltimore is one of the highest murder rates in America right now. Baltimore is uh, pretty... Dangerous sort of town. And yeah. so not only are they not going after the other consensual criminals, they're not going after murderers. I mean, if you're out there hunting down people for loitering outside of the bars, you aren't spending your time and your resources actually investigating real crimes. Right. The, those beat cops that are, you know, hassling people who are smoking outside of bars and restaurants, those beat cops could be put on, you know, here you go, sit at this desk, here's some evidence. We're going to try to f- solve this murder that happened last week or mm-hmm. last month or last year. Not, there's plenty of, that happened last week, I'm sure. You know, that guy's mental power that we're paying him for could be used for that. The owner of Zizimos, uh, again, he said that he doesn't understand. He says at first they raise taxes, then they have a smoking ban. Now I have to deal with this. Well, guess what, buddy? As long as you keep putting up with this crap, they're going to keep piling it on. <laughs> That's what you have to understand here, is the state will continue creating new rules and regulations for you to follow as long as you continue showing them that you're more than happy to comply with the first set. So they pass one group of laws, you comply. Oh, look at these suckers. Awesome. Yeah, look at these suckers. They'll just do anything we demand of them. All right, let's raise taxes now. Cha-ching. Okay, let's get some more money in, hire some more cops. Let's uh, create some more asinine laws that they can uh, follow, which, of course, is only going to increase costs to the business, more regulations, more ludicrous uh, rules and regulations for them to follow. It it never stops. And I, I don't think people really get that. They, I don't think they've figured that out quite yet, is that there is no end game here. There's never going to be a point at which the city of Baltimore, the city wherever the hell you live, those city government bureaucrats or the elected officials, there's never going to be a point at which they come to a meeting, one of their little Thursday night meetings or whenever they have it, they all sit down and they say, you know, guys, I think our people have had about enough. Yeah, we've passed all the laws we can pass. Yeah. Yeah, let's start to, let's start just taking away some of the laws. We've gone a little bit too far and let's just stop it there, okay? Let's just 
you know, we don't even need to, to meet at this point uh, because we've made so many laws. It's all done. I mean, we've controlled everything. That'll no. never happen. Never, ever. Because the people that are looking for these positions, the people that want to be on the city council or the board of aldermen or whatever it is in your, in your area, those people, they are power-hungry politicians and they feed off of control. Well, and, and they benefit from it. The more power they have, the, the more of the little bennies they can uh, shoot off to their friends and family and, and uh, you know, the nepotism and all that kind of thing. Mm, the more true. payoffs they can get from, you know, not necessarily friends at that point, business associates. So every new little rule that goes into play, they get some kind of benefit from. So I don't know if it was the casinos that benefited from the smoking thing or if it was um, cigar bars or, or what particular benefits, but likely a business benefits. It always seems to. Whenever they kick these, uh, these smoking uh, bans into play, there's always some business somewhere that doesn't have to comply. Well, and there are the occasional examples of the business owners that actually have the courage to just not comply. Very or occasional. in the yes. case of the, uh, let's see, where is this? Minnesota. In the case of Minnesota, where they have a smoking ban, the bars have figured out a way around the law. They found a loophole. We mentioned it a, few, a couple weeks ago on the program, and there's more detail I want to get into coming up in hour number two. So we're going to continue this topic. We'll go to your phone calls for now, though. Talk to Freedom Frank in Oregon. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hello, Frank. Uh, hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, what's on your um, mind? I had a, a quick kind of uh, question or comment. I'm... Uh, I've been studying uh, natural rights theory for a little while now, and, uh, you know, I've gone through the whole transition. You know, first I was kind of a, I guess you could say conservative, then you go libertarian, and then you go beyond that to some kind of, you know, anarcho-capitalist, free market theory, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. all based on the assumption of of natural rights theory that because you're a human, you are born with something that makes you extra special, and therefore you get a – a right to property, to your life, the pursuit of happiness, whatever you want to say, and that, that, that's the basis of all your liberty and your freedom. Um, but uh, I have trouble with, with those concepts in that, um, you know, the saying is you only have the rights which you are willing to fight for, and if that's the case, you really have, have no rights. rights at all. And also, I mean, if you read like Hobbes or Locke or any of those guys, they're not really helping matters. Because, uh, you know, you run into the problem of uh, the is-ought problem in philosophy. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No, not familiar, no. Things that are versus things that should be? Well, things things that, yeah, things that is must mean they ought to be a certain thing. And uh, I'm just having a little bit of a problem with that, and I was wondering if, you know, what your guys' take on that is. Well, we've debated this before, and I'm not really still uh, too convinced. I don't really know if rights exist. I know... What I'd like to see happen is, like you say, there ought to be rights. Uh, I I would like to – I mean, if I want to have rights, I would certainly grant those uh, same rights to others. Uh, but do they actually exist? I don't think so. I think it's just a concept. Yeah, and yeah, um, think... when, when you – you know, the, the application uh, of, of rights is that they don't exist. Um, I, I don't know either whether they exist. I like the idea. I do believe that we were endowed by our creators. I if believe... it's a right, can, it can't be removed, right? That's right. That's right. I mean, that, that's something that's inherent to your nature. Or else it wouldn't be a right. It would just be, you know, a privilege or something that you'd like. Or right. Yet the people that hold happen. the reins of power, the people that want to control others, are on a daily basis 
convincing people that they don't have the rights that they think they have. If you go and ask, um, so, you know, ask people on the streets whether they have the right to free speech, and then ask them about specific applications of that, like the you know, screaming fire in a theater and all that, they'll say no. More on the way. Free talk lot. It's time to pick a candidate, a serious candidate for president, and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message, paid for by Phillies 2008. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls. Let's talk to Jeff in Nevada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeff. Hey, guys. I just wanted to talk about a couple of court cases and... Um, first of all, um, I, I agree with what you guys are saying. You know, I, I tell you, there there becomes a point in time when someone has to do something, and if their if their rights are being violated to that extreme, there was a case up in Massachusetts. It was Amy Carter and Abby Hoffman, and a Massachusetts jury accepted a defense of necessity that it was necessary for Amy Carter and Abby Hoffman to violate the law to prevent far greater violations of law by the CIA. And this stems from the CIA recruiting students on college campuses. And so they were found not guilty, even though they broke the law. What law um, did they break exactly? Um, I think it had to do with um, uh, some trespassing and some other things that, that happened. Um, it was a, uh, I don't think it was a widely known case, but... The Massachusetts jury accepted their defense that it was necessary for them to, to break the law to prevent, again, greater violations of law by the CIA. But I think the more important case is the Socialist Worker Party versus the Attorney General, guys. And I can't in, in stress how important it is. It resulted in an unprecedented judgment in favor of the Socialist Worker Party and the Young Socialist Alliance against the FBI and what happened in the court's opinions, which led to that judgment, was carefully and thoughtfully, um, uh, well, basically directed toward the law. The court thoroughly examined the FBI's intrusions and political system, you know, of our nation, and the FBI's activity, as they put it, was patently unconstitutional, was without statute or regulatory authority. And the decision stands as a vindication of the First and Fourth Amendments of the Socialist Worker Party and the Young Socialist Alliance. And the court rejected the government's argument, holding that certain political beliefs and encouraging political advocacy are basis for you know a government investigation. But uh, finally, what happened in this case was, um, you know, I think there was around ten government agencies that filed affidavits with the court, uh, several arguing. Strenuously, I might add, that national security would adversely be affected if they granted an injunction. Well, these affidavits were filed by the CIA, the FBI, Secret Service, and other agencies, even the DIA, I think. Now, the case they, you're talking about, Jeff, is pretty old, right? Yeah, well, it's not that old. They relied on the same national security argument, which is what they're doing today, and the, the court... Yeah, but today they're getting away with it, right? I mean, these were like in the 1970s, isn't that right? Well, this no, on August... 17th, 1987. 87, okay. Yeah, 87. The federal judge issued a broad injunct, 
injunction barring the government agencies from any type activity targeting people like this today. So my point is this. If this injunction, according to what I'm reading, is barring government agencies from using these type of activities, then if this is happening to someone, they should get this court order and have this court order enforced. In other words, file some kind of a complaint or motion with any district that you're in and state that they are in violation of this injunction. Yeah, if you think you can fix the system by using the system, then uh, it's probably worth, you know, giving that a shot. I don't believe that will fix anything personally. And Yeah, I've lost a lot of faith in our court system, uh, Jeff. I, you know, after the uh, the We the People situation with the um, with the Supreme Court, are you familiar with that case? What is that case? It, it's We the People against, I don't know, I can't remember, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, I'm, I am familiar with that case. Where they, uh, essentially, they're asking for the uh, right to petition for address of grievances to be defined by the U.S. Supreme Court, um, you know, the, the body that de- defines the Constitution. Um, they're asking them to define the Constitution. and Bad they, chance. Yeah, they, they decided, no, we're not going to define the Constitution. It's already been defined by lower courts, which wasn't so. I mean, in, any layman can... Uh, you know, read that and say, well, oh, guys, that's not I the think same. it depends on the judge that you get that would, you know, if someone files sure to enforce, enforce this injunction, I do believe that there are federal judges that would enforce this injunction. But wait, but now what does that mean? I mean, when you say is the federal, federal judge going to enfor- enforce the injunction, I mean, we've already seen that these federal government people, they break their own rules all the time. They already have a set of rules they're supposed to be going by and operating by. And we saw last, I think it was last week, that the FBI's, uh, the, the Government Accountability Office, they vetted the FBI again, and they found that again, uh, the next, you know, two years in a row or several years in a row, they had been violating their own protocols on the you know the the national security letters and the FBI said what they said the, the year before they said well that was before we put in our new rules and now we're going to be good little boys though so there's no punishment that came down even well, though they were found to have been breaking their own rules they never actually did anything to them so it's it's one thing for the court to say they should stop doing something it's another thing for something to be done about it and I don't think anything's ever been done about it well you I think you're right I think you know well for this point, uh, the intelligence, the Senate Intelligence Committee, the House Intelligence Committee, well, the federal federal judiciary as well as Congress has already condemned a lot of these things that they're doing, and yet, but they're still even doing. Even though it. they're unlawful and unconstitutional, they're still being done. Thank you for the and call tonight, you're Jeff. Right, you're I'm, absolutely right. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I don't know what to do about it. Um, you know, I've. I, I have lost faith in our judicial system. It was the last branch of government that I thought that I might have some faith in. And, you know, so now, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the only hope is to uh, break up w- this country that I love and, uh, you know, for New Hampshire and other states to just secede from the Union. Do you love because the country or do you love the freedom? The I, ideas behind the country. I love the ideas behind the country. Yeah, it's the difference. Uh, 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can comment on that or bring up whatever's on your mind. But when you've got a situation where the government – basically what we have here in America is the government was originally formed to have these checks and balances. The three different departments were supposed to check and balance one another. And that's what they taught me in government school, at least. Yeah, that, that, that was that's the PR. Pretty sure most people are aware of the idea of checks and balances. Uh, of course, there was a fourth – branch of government, that was the people, uh, and they were supposed to be Unfortunately, the f- they didn't mention that part in the Constitution. Right, the fourth, well, I don't know, juries, I would think, are, are mentioned in the, in the Constitution. I'm not positive, well, and, though. and the, uh, you know, if, if you read the Tenth Amendment, it does say that, uh, 
The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited to it by the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. But they're not really mentioned as a branch of the United States government. That's true. Uh, but the, the purpose was, the, the original idea was that if the legislator, uh, legislature passed through an onerous, awful law and it was enacted by the uh, executive branch and it was defended by the judicial branch, it was upheld by the judicial branch, then it was the people in the form of the jury that was to reject those laws, those bad laws that harmed them or harmed their, their family members or friends mm-hmm. through the process of jury nullification, which we've talked about on this show. And it's still legitimate today. You can Absolutely still, true. You can still nullify. If you're on a jury, you can, you can vote based on how you feel about the law, not on the facts of the case. So if it's a bad law, you can vote not guilty if you don't want to see that person get put away. That's still legitimate today. It's just they won't ever tell you that. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want it mentioned in their courtrooms. And in fact, there's been a- almost a conspiracy. I guess you could call it a conspiracy for, for decades where the government courts are trying to actively keep people from finding out they have the right to judge the law itself. So because the people have been essentially, uh, they've been completely... Blinded. Yeah, I guess blinded is a, is a, is a fine word. They've uh, certainly, they're not paying attention. They don't know what their rights are. So because the people are ignorant, they are effectively not no longer the fourth branch. And so you only have the three branches of government, and they're all working together You're to... You're never going to have ignorance and freedom together. You yeah. can't have both. So all, not with a government. All three branches of government at this point are backing each other up. I mean, 99% of the time, now and then, they'll, they'll make it seem like they disagree with one another on something. But well, most all the time... Well, do, but, you know, it's just people vying for power. Yeah, most all the time, they are in agreement. And in those instances where you do get a court decision, like Jeff was talking about, where this, you know, the courts say, Ah, 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 you executive guys, you've been naughty. Well, nothing happens. Nothing changes. The, Where's the trial? Right, Where's the, the hanging? The executive branch, then they usually double back and they say, Oh, we're so sorry, we didn't... You know, what were we thinking? And then that's then they say, oh, well, we'll just restructure. Give us another billion dollars, and we'll uh, reorganize the organization. Mm-hmm. And trust us, we'll get it right next time. And then, your, you know, your freedoms continue to just fly down the drain. That's what's happening here. Government is working together with itself to promote itself and, uh, and increase its power and destroy freedom. And there's only one thing that we can do to stop it, and that's stop participating. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231, SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. The features include live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, both free for you, freetalklive.com. Attention, libertarians. This summer, the Institute for Humane Studies will be holding 14 seminars on liberty and libertarian thought at locations across the country. If you're a college student or recent graduate and interested in thoughtful discussion and challenging lectures, we want you to attend. Participation is free. Apply by March 31st. Find out more at libertarianseminars.com. That's libertarianseminars.com. Yeah, I get the impression it's sort of the age group they're looking for, um, you know, when they say recent graduates and college students. There you go. 1-800-259-9231. I think it deserves, uh, what I said before the break there, deserves a little bit more explanation. I was short on time, obviously didn't have time to get into it. But we're talking about this dire situation that we face in this country, and people all around the world are facing similar situations where government, which, at least in the so-called free world, has been established purportedly on a consensual basis in order to protect your rights, 
has gotten to the point where, uh, well, it, of course it's always been this way, it's just more noticeable now, uh, it continues to just feed upon itself, grow itself, uh, and, and, there, and there are no boundaries. As we said before, with the, uh, the you know even on your local levels, the regulations will never stop coming. The taxes will never stop increasing. There is no end point to all this. Yeah. And so one government agency or one branch of government's backing up another branch of government is backing up another branch, and there's no you know there's virtually no dissent going on within the government itself. And we've seen all of the efforts over all these decades, the last at least the last three decades, when the libertarian movement has been in form, has really had no virtually no effect on actually turning around the government, which is its purported goals, is to you know turn the government around and go you know get to a constitutionally sized federal government, and that way we can all be a lot more free than we are today. Well, it just hasn't worked, and. I, it, there's no evidence that shows that it is going to work anytime soon. So the definition of insanity, of course, being that if you're doing something and getting results you don't want. Right. Doing the same thing over and over again. Um, you, you can't expect uh, expecting different results. Yeah. Change what you're doing. If you want to get some different results, you have to change how you're approaching the situation. And so that's what we're doing here in New Hampshire. We are changing how the situation is approached. People that love liberty are all coalescing into one place, and they're getting active. Now, there are still people that are getting active politically, and to be fair to them, they are having success. They are having success unlike anyone else is having success anywhere in this country politically, but even so, it's still not a whole lot quite yet. Well, there were some more successes uh, yesterday with the uh, with the, 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 the town's votes. Yeah, there, there, there were. Uh, good. Apparently, Grafton had some uh, real success. Sort of, uh, Grafton's sort of the free town project here, um, so, so named by its participants, not by the free state project. <laughs> and uh, they they had some success shooting down all kinds of tax provisions. Uh, Good. Got, did they get me, rid of the zoning board or whatever, the uh, planning board? I don't know. Th- I did not see that in an email from uh, Bob Hull. Who's, they uh, don't have – I'm sorry. They don't have zoning, but they do have a planning board. So I know they were trying to get rid of that. Yeah. Do you know, Wayne, if they did? Uh, I, I do believe uh, that they didn't. Okay. But, yeah. So – Again, this is a slow board would be a difficult thing. And and let's be fair. Also, the Free State Project has only just begun, too. So there's very a very small percentage of the Free State Project has actually moved to New Hampshire at this point. So things the ball is just getting rolling. But still, it is my belief that it is going to be the market based action that is going to be the most successful. It is going to be the lack of consent amongst a, you know, at least a a significant percentage. When I say that, I mean five percent. Having 5% of the people in one area just simply refuse to participate with the government, refuse to uh, send it their money, refuse to obey its strictures, and just live their lives as they see fit, so long as they aren't harming other people, I think people massively opting out of the system is going to, uh, to, to ch- bring change a whole lot faster than this arduously slow and inefficient uh, political methods that we've been trying for the last several decades. Politi- That's what I mean when I say no longer participating in the system. The political methods to me seem like the, uh, uh, it, it seems like a, a place that I can work. There's a system um, it's you know, familiar. mapped out there. And we're getting, you know, with it, when you think of the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, they, they're We've got the, uh, the the framework to really kick things in gear here, and I think that we can have some success in the, uh, the political arena, um, not just the, uh, uh, the whatever market-based or you know, civil disobedience or anything like that. Well, I, I see a combination being probably very successful, and we're going to be the only place in the country that has a combination of that going on. 
Uh, we're going to have the best people doing political activism. We're going to have some amazing market-based activism happening here. And combined together, I think that we might actually have some success. But even without the political activism, uh, the market-based activism is certainly going to be more effective, I believe, in, in the long run. I think it's been very effective so far, and there's been very little of it at this point. It's going to be very interesting to see, for instance, how the government people respond coming up on the 19th. Here in Keene, where we're doing the show from, we're going to be having a little event called Freedom Fest. And part of Freedom Fest this time around, we did one last year, and the, the point of the event was to reach out to people and introduce them to liberty. And that will still be the, uh, the purpose of the event. But also, going on this year, we'll have gambling. <laughs> now, in case you don't know, gambling in most Showgirls? places in the country. Well, that could be down the line, Mark. Okay. Uh, you work on that for the ne- next one. How about yeah. that? It's going to get me in big trouble, I can assure you. <laughs> so There's gambling a out there that does not think that's very interesting. Here in New Hampshire and around the country and most places is against the law. Why is it against the law? Well, one could argue that the government wants to have the monopoly over it. The government and its friends in uh, industry like <laughs> dog an- tracks. W- one could argue pretty darn successfully, considering that uh, the lotto is run you know, ent- entirely by the government and they get right. all the benefits. So there's probably going to be a poker game going on. There's probably going to be some dice being rolled. Uh, there might even be a raffle happening where uh, God. 50% of the benefits will go to charity. Raffling. The raffle. what, what, what's, come, what's become of this country? Right, and no one's going to be asking permission. Because you can get a raffle permit here in New Hampshire, but that means you have to go and beg the government for permission. In we order don't need your stinking permission. To do the raffle. So people are going to be gambling without asking the government's permission. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Because I would like to, I personally would like to have them just leave us alone. And then that would be a real indictment against their uh, how effective they are at uh, at enforcing their laws when just a handful of people are breaking them publicly. Yeah, I think that they, um, I, I think they likely will leave you alone. They you think? Re- I, they can't really benefit by uh, coming out and getting you. For... But they went after the VFW. But, but you know, I mean, talk about bad PR. When when you look at strategy, it's it's much better to go after people that aren't expecting you to come after them hmm. i mean you're you're, yeah. <laughs> you're out there saying come and get us coppers we're we're gambling look at us with our well, here's a penny i'm gambling you know, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> we're gonna start with pennies move up to dollars during the summertime you won't gamble with a dollar well i'm not going to be gambling at rip this that, particular they'll thing. rip that thing in half trying to get it out of his fingers i mean no way is he gonna gamble with a dollar no um there, there's I, it'd be walking into your trap that's what you want them to do they don't know why you that's want not them what to i do. want i want them to leave us alone but you're setting it some of them some of the people gambling might want to get arrested in which case who knows they might get what they're wanting i don't know what they want but what i want is for them to leave us alone which i think will send a message either way it'll send a message if they if they leave us alone it'll send the message that their laws are impotent and if they arrest the gamblers then it'll send a message that you know this is just a group of thugs and they're violent and they're going to enforce their way on us with their guns and their uh their badges and their uniforms and they're evil and so we'll see what they choose because it's up to them it really is we're going to act like we're free people and we're going to see if we're allowed to be free by the violent people in government 800-259-9231 it's free talk live yes with your help we can spread the message of liberty around the world consider becoming a free talk live amplifier for just three dollars a month now at amp.freetalklive.com if you can't afford it keep enjoying us for free if you can spare the three visit amp.freetalklive.com 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, and those features, by the way, include the bulletin board system. We've got over 340,000 posts, lots to talk about, serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. You can lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet. Check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to ftldiscount.com. You can read some real testimonials there, and you find out how to order. That's ftldiscount.com. We go to your phone calls. Uh, we'll continue talking about dis- uh, disobedience here in a bit. But first, let's talk to Fred in Kalispell, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Fred. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? What's on your mind? Hey, um, newspapers were also considered the fourth branch of uh, government because they're supposed to be the watchdogs of these clowns. But the newspapers got in bed with the uh, clowns. Sure did. So now <laughs> you have nobody watching the hen house mm, or... Yep. From the Fox. Except for the Internet. Yeah. People on the Internet are doing it now. I was on federal. I was in federal court back in September. And Why? the federal judge says, I'm not going to mention any names or where it was at. The federal judge says to me, I was picked with two voyeur processes because they're having two trials. There mm-hmm. were 60 people sitting in the audience, you know, waiting to get called to go for, the, you know, for, for the voyeur process. But, and the judge said to me, dear. Uh, number gotcha. one, he says, uh, are you going to follow my rules? As I interpret the law. <laughs> and I says, no, I will not follow your rules as you interpret the law. I believe in the fully informed jury. You're done for. Nice about it, you know. So the second trial you know, came up, and I got picked again for the, you know, for the voyeur process. And I see asking the same question. I gave him the same answer. See, a lot of people were afraid to challenge these federal judges. Why were you still there? Why didn't they boot you right out the door at that point? Why didn't you get on jury duty? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So uh, I guess that's why people are scared of standing up, because they know what's going to happen. If you do, you're not going to make it. Well, I really didn't care. I wasn't talking to the judge. I was talking to the 60 people who were in that room. Yeah, good for you. I was trying to educate them. We don't have to follow this crap from these judges. One more point, I'll let you go. Yes, sir. A Supreme Court ruling down in in Wyoming, There there was a gentleman by the name of Frank Robbins. He had a hundred thousand acre land, and the BLM kept on kept on coming on his property. They had no easement to come on his property. That's the Bureau of Land Management. Yep. Yeah, the BLM, Bureau of Land Management. They kept on coming on his property without his permission. So he finally got mad, and they finally started to come. And they started to retaliate him. So anyway, he had them arrested under the RICO laws for intimidation. I can't imagine how that was successful. What? Who arrested him? Who arrested the the well the Bureau of Land Management officials? Who? I'm not sure who arrested them. But anyway, they had to go to court, and this was in the Supreme Court, the Federal Supreme Court. The Federal Supreme Court ruled against Frank Robbins, and their reasoning was that they had to let Frank Robbins win. And this guy had two Harvard lawyers as his two top Harvard lawyers as his you know agents dealing with the Supreme Court. And, you, and they actually came out and said if they had a rule in, in favor of Frank Robbins, it would have stopped all, all private property owners from allowing government employees on their property. Wait a minute. Hold on this a second. You lost rule. me for a moment there. You're saying that it, they ruled in if they had – if they ruled against the guy that the Bureau of Land Management was after – or if they ruled in favor of that guy, then that would mean the Bureau of Land Management would be effectively um, useless. 
they ruled in favor of Frank Robbins, who was the who was the guy who owned the land against the yeah. BLM. Then that means that you know, all property owners in the United States could could all stop the you know, Bureau of Land Management from coming on your property. So, in the but interest of the government, of the BLM against Frank Robbins. Hmm. So, it, because of the interests of the government, because the uh, and this is something that the courts have said in in various different cases, because of the exigency of the necessity of government uh, that you know to be able to do what it does, that it's going to go ahead and overrule property rights or overrule your, your right don't to do mean whatever. Dilly squat. Hmm. Yep. More or less what they said. Yep. Well, <laughs> whatever we say goes. That's a hundred thousand acre ranch. That's huge. It was in the courts last. I think it was in the courts uh, last last June. Because I heard him on the radio. I first heard heard about him on a, on a talk show here mm-hmm. locally. And then it went to the Supreme Court, and I followed him all the way through the Supreme Court. Wow. You know, his name was Frank Robbins. He's in Wyoming. You can pull up his case and read it. I believe you. Totally believe you. There's other cases out there like that. And, and as always, Fred, thank you for the call tonight. Have a good day. Sir. Yes, sir. 1-800-259-9231. It's where uh, the government decides that the government just has such a great interest in preserving what it wants that your rights just don't matter anymore. And there have been several cases very similar. Your rights don't matter if the government claims that it right. has a pressing need. Essentially, the way it operates um, here in this country is it's 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 so much like serfdom. People pe- uh, people think I'm crazy when I use this terminology, but it, it really is like serfdom. They just don't want to admit it. That's the all. government owns the land, except that you own the land and you have a certain amount. It's like you're a vassal to the government. Mm-hmm. The, their their um, you know need and uh, desire over your land is more important. So if they want to, in the case of uh, New London, Connecticut, uh, what was it? Uh, what Kilo. Was, Kilo, yeah. Kilo versus, versus New London. New London. Um, there the Supreme Court ruled that, in, in fact, New London, Connecticut, had the right to tear down this neighborhood of uh, uh, of New London, and uh, in New London, um, what, was it, what was the neighborhood called? Like? Port Trumbull? Port Trumbull, right. right. They uh, had the right to tear it down and build a, uh, a, a big, huge office building for Pfizer. They gave the land to Pfizer Corporation, the, uh, the pharmaceutical company. Well, that's not right. But the government said, "Oh, well, you know, you can you can go ahead and do it." And yeah, the Supreme Court said it, that it's essentially like you have you own your land, but only if the government doesn't want to own it. Instead, yep. you own your land as long as you pay your uh, your 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 dues, um, your your uh, tribute to the uh, to the government, that whether it's local or state, and usually both when it comes to yeah. uh, property rights. And as long as uh, some other government agency doesn't want to come along and take it. You know, there used to be a, a saying in this country that went like this. They'd say, millions for charity, but not a penny for tribute. Mm. That's what they used to say. They don't say that anymore. Yeah, because they don't know what tribute means anymore because they're paying it every day and not, yep. not realizing it. Not only can they take your property, but they can also take your freedom away. If you don't uh, bow down to their supposed authority and all their asinine rules, they're going to put you in a jail cell. And, again, if you if you have to bow down to their rules, then you aren't really free to begin with. That's they right. own you. Yep, you're, you're a, a you know, conscribed vassal to the king. And, that and you'd bring, be lucky if you were, in fact, a vassal. You're actually a serf because, you know, it's the other, it's the other sorts of uh, government agencies that are you know, attached to this government. So the state government's a vassal of the federal government. The local yeah. governments are vassals of the uh, state government. The, uh, but it's the, only the county commissioners, way. they're vassals of the uh, local um, government. And then you are just the serfs. But it's only that way because we put up with it. That's the. It's what uh, I think Gene was saying last night. Gene, the Christian anarchist, saying that people get the government they deserve. It wouldn't be like this if people would stop obeying. 
if people would just decide to claim their liberty again and just disobey the bad laws that they disagree with. So many laws are bad. In fact, probably 99% of them. The only laws that we need is just one that says do no harm. Mm -hmm. Do no harm. You don't even have to say to another person or their property, just do no harm. But no, we have tomes and tomes and tomes of legislation outlining all these different possible scenarios and these different things that we could possibly do wrong. And, and it's, just an, it's just such a mess. But the only reason it continues is because people have been brainwashed to believe that, A, they need this authoritarian model of government, and B, that uh, they can't say no. They're too afraid. They're frightened to death of losing their comfortable cell and being put into a not-so-comfortable cell. That's what the problem is. Because we all live in a big prison, basically, right now. It's just that they'll put you in a tinier cell if you decide you, uh, you want to disobey them. But the point is, what I'm trying to say here is if more people disobeyed, they wouldn't be able to get away with this crap anymore. If more business owners were like the guy that we talked to a couple weeks ago, uh, Wounded Rig, the, the boat shop owner, that had a smoke-in at his boat shop in Illinois... It's not even a bar, but he decided he was going to go and violate this new stupid smoking ban because he believes that it's his property and that he should be able to do what he wants on his property. So he did it, and they backed down. He was the only one doing it, and they backed down. What happens when five businesses do it? Or five million. Well, that would be really nice, but let's start small, Wayne. I mean, let's let's be realistic. It doesn't. T- I don't think it will take a lot. But it will take a few people willing to put it on the line for freedom. I think you're going to see it happen here in New Hampshire, much to the government's chagrin. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com. The features for free. Enjoy those on us. Uh, if you like the show want to help support Free Talk Live, then go shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Doesn't matter what you're buying. could be brand new from their 41 categories to shop in, or it could be a used item as well, even a downloadable purchase. Just like uh, we were talking about yesterday, uh, the MP3s, for instance, or the Amazon Unbox, where you can actually watch videos on your computer. All of that, we will get a percentage if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We continue with your phone calls. Mike in Illinois, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hello, Mike. Illinois, Mike, going oh, once. Hello. Hello, Mike. Hello. Hi. Hey. <laughs> How's what, it going, guys? What's on your mind? You always have a delay, like three seconds from the time you say hello till I can say something <laughs> to you. Well, it's probably because the board op's trying to figure out which line you were on and press the right oh, button, okay. so, okay. so it gets it right. Good enough. Um, I just wanted to, uh, I kind of had a question for you about uh, civil disobedience. Now, yes, are sir. you talking overtly or cor- covertly? Well, it both. I mean, obviously, it's easier I mean, to do covertly. Millions of that, Americans do it every single day when they smoke marijuana, for instance. Uh, uh, avoid paying certain, you know, taxes. You know, yeah. d- don't report income. But I'm talking like about overt because when a business owner, for instance, makes a stand for freedom, it generates news coverage. People pay attention, and hopefully, one person doing it will lead others to do it. Of course, it'd be better if they uh, teamed up together before they went out there and and made that stand. But I think uh, if if you do it over then it generates publicity, and generating publicity means people will start talking about it, and people talking about it means that they might start getting ideas into their head, too. Right, and I agree completely. I mean, I I do a lot, believe me, a lot of things covertly Mm -hmm. uh, myself, but uh, my question is, um, you also talk about um, nonviolence. 
Okay, so how do you do something overtly against the federal government when you know they're going to use force against you? And how do you not uh, do? You, do you do you know? Do you buckle down, do, or well, do you do fight you back? know? Do you know that they will use force against you? Yeah, I, you see it every day. Well, that's, I think that's an illusion. I mean, we know they do use force against people, but the question becomes, how many people being disobedient would it take for them to just decide to leave you alone? Yeah, that, that's, the, that's the, the, it's not a, so much a problem I have with the whole idea. I, 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 I agree completely. I'm just trying to look, you know, more than ten minutes in front of me. Yeah. Well, to answer you your know, question I, about I, the I, violence don't get issue, me wrong. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I right. mean, I'm all for it, but I just don't know if it's something like that would work for the average person out there because they would see their neighbor do something and have uh, ATF or the IRS or somebody come beat down their door, and then hey, that'll shut them up. Well, that's why most people are not cut out for this. I mean, even in the American Revolution, most people weren't interested in in playing uh, because they're they're just frightened and they're sheep and they you know they're just not interested in uh, putting it on the line. It is going to take a very special kind of individual uh, who is willing to risk his or her semi freedom in order to achieve more freedom in uh, into the future. But to answer your question about violence and retaliation against the government, we've certainly discussed this time after time, and I'm sure it will keep coming up as we continue. to do the show, but you know the, it doesn't make sense right now to respond with violence. We are not to that point yet, I don't believe, and uh, so I would say that it would make more sense to live to fight another day, even if that meant you did have to go into a to a jail cell. At least at some point, you would be able to get out and and continue. Whereas if you're violent, then they are absolutely going to kill you, and right. uh, then you're done I, and, for. Yeah, I'm the type of person. That, see, here's my dilemma. My whole thing is if they were okay if i did something overtly and they came for me using violence of threat of violence i would have to defend myself i would have no choice because to me I, i'd rather be dead than sitting in a jail cell you know what I'm i saying? agree you know I, mean, I agree with you and at some point some people may decide to make that kind of a stand i can't advocate for it because i don't think it's the right time for that but if it's right. the right it's, time it's for you so personally much, if it's, it's not the right so time, much advocation. It's it's just a matter of of that's the only way it can be for my, someone like myself. I see I where you're not, coming from. If they've you know, pushed you to that point, to I'm with I, you, man. If they've pushed you, know, you to that point, then if you have nothing else going for you to where that's something you're willing to do, I can understand. There's a certain line in the sand that everybody has. All I'm saying is I don't think we're close to that line, at least for me right. yet. Well, I don't think Mark's right. close it's to that a, line. I don't think, yeah, yeah so, and I mean it, it. It's hard to say. Well, I don't think uh, you're talking about it like it's a, it's a everybody's in this together type of thing. I think it's more of an individual. Like, where's your line? Well, because a lot of people will say, well, my line is, well, I'll go to jail, I'll spend five years in prison, and then get out, and then carry on with the cause. Where somebody like myself, I couldn't do that. I could not say, okay, put me in jail for five years for something <laughs> well, hold on just I a think Before you go on with that, that's a bunch of bull. Um, I have heard, uh, I've been in prison for nine years. Uh, everybody and their brother has told me, oh, I couldn't go to, I couldn't do it. I'd hit the fence. No, you wouldn't. 
You do your time. I, okay? Believe me, Mark. Believe me. I've been in situations <laughs> where I I probably should have died you in would, the past. You would fall up, you know, the, the, the correctional officers make sure you fell up a flight of stairs a couple of times, and you'd do what you were told. Um, mm. But besides that. No, b- I mean besides, before I even got there. <laughs> let's talk about lines in the sand um, real quick. All right. The... There, there are people out there who said, this is my line in the sand. Uh, Ed Brown, familiar with the case, the, the guy who didn't yeah, pay his taxes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, it, it wasn't going to pay his taxes, the court, you know, and kangaroo court and the whole deal. Well, you know, they came and they got him and they put him in jail, and who cares about Ed Brown now? Well, um, I do. <laughs> yeah, well, you care about him, but, yeah. you know, how much do you care about him? How, uh, it's, it's nothing, right. nothing's happening. Nobody I'm bought Ed Brown's house or his stuff and gave it, you know, tried to get it back to him. Nobody's getting him out. I mean, it's just, you know, nobody's standing outside the federal prison where he is with a um, right. law's rocket shooting it at the walls. Exactly. I mean, the fact yeah. is, now that nobody be effective. gives a damn about Ed Brown, really. I, oh, I, I think, agree I, to that point. I don't. I have to admit, I don't give a damn about Ed Brown. <laughs> I do, in a sense. Right. I, I, where, I wish all the best to Ed, and I, I wish that he hadn't gone and all those other right, things. But because, you know, I'm, I'm not so, doing anything I'm out of my life for it. preservation and my own freedom. Mm-hmm. That's all I care about. Sure. And, you uh, know, and I hate to admit it. It sounds, sounds uh, selfish, but... That's okay. You That's know. why you're here. You're here on this, you know, planet to be selfish. It's your life. You should be. Right. Well, you know, yeah. There's, there's just no. If, if you resort to violence with them, it seems to me, even when they're being violent with you, if you resort to violence with them, you're gonna lose the PR right. war, and we're just, you know, it's, it's just not gonna be successful. You're just gonna be another right. nut, yep. like the guy in the kill dozer, um, like right. Carl Draga, um, you know, like so many people who have. You know, had enough of the government, gone in and shot the mayor in the head, right. and uh, now he's a nut. We may understand it. People like us may get it. We may understand right. where you are coming from, but the fact is the majority of the people out there are going to see you exactly as Mark suggested. They're going to see you as a crazy, right. and they're going to see the government as the victims, which that's not how we want things to look. We want it to look like the government is the victimizer, which that's they right. are. And civil disobedience is the best way to expose that. So I would say for right. someone like you... If you feel that strongly that you would not be able to be able to uh, engage in civil disobedience and stay nonviolent, then I would say you should continue flying under the radar. And I think abs- so. Yeah. I, I think so too because I I have a lot of strong self-preservation function in my body where it doesn't want me to yeah. go. I don't want to be chained. You know. Right. What we need are a bunch of anything. We need we need a bunch of Gandhis basically. We need a bunch of nonviolent, disobedient people that are going to show the state for what it is, and that is a violent organization. Well, I think we need moles within the system that are sympathizers. I was talking about far as far as the di- disobedience is concerned. We need the Gandhi right. types to do the disobedience, whereas the guys like you are sort of the underground supporters. You might be somebody that could fund uh, one of the Gandhi types uh, without exactly. having to show yourself. And just non-participation um, is as much non-participation as one can do by flying under the radar. That helps. It, it helps hugely. Sure, that's true. But money I mean, helps too. That's, I mean, that's why when I do thir- things, I do it under the radar because I know for a fact they would come after me. If the things I'm doing now, I did out in the open and let them know, I'd be a dead man because there's no way I could end up in a jail cell. So I that, know the feeling, and I my don't friend. want that to happen. Yep. 
So that's my dilemma. You know? Well, I would say stay underground, support <laughs> support as much as you can from the position you're in financially, uh, and just encouraging others to uh, to step outside of their boxes and their boundaries and help people, you know, help spread the message of liberty, uh, bring you know, p- help help change people's hearts and minds because that's one of the more important parts is helping the American people understand what liberty is all about again, so that when those Gandhis are out there doing their disobedience, they'll take our side instead of taking the the law and order side and demanding right. a crack. Down. Thanks for the call tonight, dude. Right we appreciate up. it. That's what I was going to say. Is I think that w- if we can remain uh, or keep the moral high ground here, then you're going to get more uh, public support. And if you don't keep the moral high ground and you lash out, even though you might be legally justified in defending yourself, yeah. you look like the nut and then you, you lose the moral high ground. Absolutely. Then you're just lowering yourself to their level. They should be the violent ones. And I don't want to be a victim, but it's for a good cause. And some people are willing to take that stand and and be the Gandhis of this movement. I'm not one of those people yet, but I'm sort of I'm getting going that way slowly. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just three dollars a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. That's freetalklive.com. Let's continue with the phone calls. What the show is about is taking your calls. Let's talk to Jeremy in Montana. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Jeremy, listening on KGEZ. Hello there. Hello there. How What's, y'all doing? Just <laughs> great. What's on your mind? Hey, well, I was thinking about uh, a few things. Um, I was thinking about, you know, how um, Sean Hannity's a hooker. Michael <laughs> It'll only be so, funny a few more times, Jeremy, just so you know. <laughs> you know, they're all... I, I want to explain why I believe they're hookers. Okay, right. tell me why Sean Hannity's a hooker. Because he sucks up to the whoever pays him the most money, and so does Savage. And well, we'll do that too here on Free Talk Live. Yeah, ready to check. That's not a problem. Well, I, I you know, we, we've talked about it, Ian. We've talked about it as, as far as advertisers go and things like that. Yeah. We've discussed, uh, because I do the sales on the show. And, uh, I had another history lesson if you get time. Okay, hold on just a second, yeah, Jeremy. Hold on. Um, you know, if the Navy or the Army were to come to us with ads, you said, okay, we'll take the ads just as long as we're allowed to talk crap about them when we come back. And, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll take their money for ads, but we're not going to kiss up to them because of it. Yeah, exactly. So, Jeremy, your history lesson. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Salahuddin and uh, the way the Christian movement moved in. And there's a movie for this, too, by Russell Crowe called uh, Kingdom of Heaven. I don't know if any of you guys ever watched that movie before. I'm not familiar with it, no. What is it? What is Salahuddin? What is that? He he was a Muslim king way back when, and when the Christians were moving from Europe over into the Middle East, and they were trying to take over everything, and 
then Salahadeen ended up kicking their butt in the end, but faithfully letting the Christians go because, you know, because uh, uh, I, I think his name was uh, Baldwin or something like that. <laughs> no, uh, was that one of the actors' names or the uh, one of the people back then? Well, it's actual. It's an actual historical event. So, what was the name of the movie, Jeremy? Kingdom of Heaven. Kingdom of Heaven, and they went over there. And what do you give it? Five stars? Four stars? How many stars? So give me a rating. Give me a rating yeah. on the movie. I'd give it a, probably a four. Movie but night with Jeremy. Thank you for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. He's been recommending movies to us all week long. Now. Well, you know. He's probably getting getting to see some good ones, and it's nice to not have to see a bad movie. That stinks when you rent a movie and it's just no good. Yeah, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Luckily, we have the internet now, and you can go and read all the reviews you want to. It's not just the the one guy who's the movie reviewer for your local newspaper, or the one guy who reviews maybe on your local TV station. Now you can literally you can spend an entire evening reading reviews. For Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it's a great site. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes is fun. Uh, you can write your own reviews nowadays, even. Uh, Internet Movie Database is another one. That's a good one. IMDB.com. Great movie site. Let's continue with your calls. Talk to Charles in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Charles. Hey, what's up, guys? What's on your mind? Um, all right. My friend alerted me earlier today. Um, big time airplanes overhead today in our state. Um, uh huh. This is not commercial air traffic that we're used to, mm. actually. Um, Sounds suspicious. What are you suggesting it is? Well, he's suggesting to me it's chemicals. Um, oh, is he? Trails, actually. Do you believe him? I have no choice because I went out and I saw grid patterns overhead. <laughs> well, now, what do you think they're doing with these grid patterns? What do you think these chemicals are for? Well, I argued. I argued with him about it, like, over mm-hmm. and over again. I said, well... You know, this is regular commercial air traffic. You know, they they have routes and all this. And uh, boy, it um, it blew my mind for a while. And I sat there and I thought about it. And then I went outside, and it was a clear blue sky. And then it started turning into kind of a foggy mist. And it's all of a sudden I started to see these non-dissipating jet streams overhead. Uh-huh. Well, you understand that there are different uh, atmospheric conditions that change depending on various different factors and that can affect the uh, the, the contrails, which is you what know, you're seeing. Contrails I don't think there's any... Uh, I, I don't think there's... It, it, wouldn't, wouldn't you think that the government um, would want to be able to control the weather if they could? That's what I'm saying, and that's what he's saying to me. He's like... So he's saying this is for weather control, not mind control, because the chemtrail people believe uh, various different things. He's just—he's telling me to look up in the sky, and he wanted me to be aware of it. Yeah, so I think I that's so. You're not a true. So you're not a true believer, then, like your friend is. I'm not a no. I'm not a true believer that somebody wants to rain down fluoride into my water and. Well, the fluoride's probably already in your water. That's done at the water treatment plant. Uh, but <laughs> the chemicals—the idea that the government is flying around well, this these is the planes—it mixes. You release an agent in the sky, and then it comes and mixes with the groundwater, and then those chemicals combine. Why they wouldn't they just that. put it into the water treatment plant? Well, um, th- th- that's not saying well, that they... I have well water, so if I'm drinking well water, then I'm not getting that second bonding agent. 
Uh-huh. I can't tell you what it is that they uh, might be might or might not be spraying into the sky. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't step out on a limb and say, No way the government's out there spraying stuff out of planes. I think they very well could be doing that. Um I don't know. I know what contrails are and then you know, I know that contrails will sometimes These aren't last. Contrails. Such... I mean contrails disappear. Some do, some don't. Depends on the atmospheric conditions, dude. Um but you know, I don't know. Um let's let's say let's say that they're spraying stuff out. It makes perfectly good sense to me that the government would want to control the weather. Um, I don't know anything beyond that. It seems like it seems like the government could get uh, into your drinking water. Uh, they, they've got enough people that they're getting into their drinking water that they need to, don't need to worry about the few people that have wells out there. And you also understand that uh, when it comes to these allegations of the secret chemical spraying going on, you understand this has to be a huge conspiracy, right? Like there are a lot of guys that are working on these airplanes. They're flying the airplanes. The you know the techs, the engineers on the ground that are fixing the airplanes. There, the, that's a lot of people to keep quiet about uh, something pretty insidious. I mean, this plot is is pretty insidious. Controlling the weather isn't that insidious. Well, he's saying it's controlling the weather, but you and I both know that many of these conspiracy theorists believe that it's to control your mind, basically. It could. It, like, I understand that they, they may or may not believe that. That's what he was just suggesting there, that it's chemicals going into your water that you're going to drink. That has nothing to do with the weather, right? Well, well they're, well, being, they're being dispersed everywhere. Sort of. Yeah, they're being I dispersed mean, a everywhere. a lot of people are getting sick, and... People have gotten sick for a long time. I don't... Why, time. why would the government want to make you no, like sick? plague, or... Why would the government want to give you the plague? I don't know. I don't why hasn't it happened yet? I mean, they've been. I can arguing. see why the government. If if you know, I've heard I've heard stories about fluoride making people more placid, like uh, doe-eyed cows, um, and you know that sounds that sounds like something the government would well, want. I imagine fluoride's a poison. I mean, you apply it to your teeth. You don't. You don't ingest it. Sure, fluoride will kill you if you have enough of it. Absolutely. So will lots of chemicals that we use. When you ingest it in, through a water supply mm -hmm. on a daily basis, that's supposed to help your teeth somehow? No, it doesn't. In fact, what it does is, is they found in the gulags in the Soviet Union, and even the Nazis found that when they fed um, the prisoners a uh, you know a water laced with fluoride, it made them more compliant and less likely to escape. Makes them lose. I've heard, I've, I've heard yeah. that, um, and, and, you know, it... it it could very well be true. I haven't done a lot of fluoride research, but, you know, I don't what know. What about it, the families of the people flying the planes? Don't you think they're concerned about their families, you know, getting well, poisoned? Well, that's the thing. That's what, I, that's what I said to my friend. He alerted me to this, and he said, you know, I'm, I'm watching this right now. You need to be watching this. Like, they're flying grid patterns, and I don't know if it's an Air Force base launching out of wherever, flying their, their test runs or whatever they do you know i'm not involved with any of that and i mm -hmm. wouldn't know anyway and they don't want me to know but um i see these grid patterns going across the sky and it's not like regular commercial jet airline traffic because you're an expert about that right Hell thanks no. for the call 800-259-9231 and you know what here's what i want to know so i mean what are you going to do about it what are you going to do even if it were true here's my solution let's get rid of the federal government then if it's the feds that are behind it, we won't have that problem anymore, if that really is a problem, and I don't believe it is for a moment. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Martin. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features there we give away, so enjoy those on us, including 
the Shrine of Female listeners. Dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo. To prove they listened to the show, just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com to see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com and do business with business support Free Talk Live. All right, 800-259-9231. So we talked bad about chemtrails. Now here comes another chemtrail caller. Who is this? You're uh, Anthony. You're actually on Free Talk Live. I'm Anthony. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, First time online here. I was listening to the gentleman talking about chem chem or contrails or both. Uh, Yeah. Anyhow, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the DVD called Aerosol. Nope. Very Sounds objective. like another paranoid conspiracy DVD. Sir. You're just go. You're just guessing. Pardon me. Would that be another paranoid conspiracy DVD? Um, no, I would say it's very uh, legit, scientific, objective, and it's uh, you decide. So, what's the uh, conclusion on the DVD? Uh, they they really didn't bring up a conclusion at this point mm-hmm. uh, because uh, they felt you should decide on how you feel about what's presented. I have my own conspiracy theory, Anthony. Can I share it with you? Sure. Okay. I think that uh, things like chemtrails and the World Trade Center and all these other conspiracy theories that are proffered out there, some of them may have a, you know some level of truth to them. I don't really know. But I think the reason why they're, uh, they're put out there is to distract people from the real issue. And the real issue is, of course, the government ruling over their lives and enslaving them. So, for instance, just a few moments ago, we were talking, uh, before the beginning of the hour, we were talking about civil disobedience. We were talking about disobeying the government people and uh, living free and uh, really powerful ideas that could really change the world. And then somebody calls up to start talking about something totally irrelevant to the future of freedom in America, and that is chemtrails, that we should all be out looking up at the sky instead of talking about this civil disobedience stuff. Instead of talking about liberty and freedom, we should be pondering chemtrails and watching DVDs. I think that the real conspiracy out there is a conspiracy to waste your time with nonsense, sir. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, uh, it all depends on how you look at it. It depends on what your vantage point is, your perspective is. I don't, I don't uh, you know, imply that a person should just go out and look at the sky, but I do believe that there is some sense to it, and uh, it actually does have, may have some application to what you're talking about, uh, liberty and freedom. No, I don't see how that could be. Can you explain it? Well, if you go into the science, it all, it, well, it all depends on, on how you look at life and how you look at in the environment and the changes that have incurred and uh, the, the things that are actually happening that are probably having a, an effect on our, on our life and liberty. And I, I agree that, hey, that's the most important thing. And, and I would say that maybe there are some other avenues in which you can take that would actually get to the core a little quicker. But yeah. this is something that we have to consider because of the evidence of the change in the health of the of the people in the areas that have been influenced by these things. Okay. Um, well, okay. So let's consider it real quick. I was uh, talking to my uh, uh, co-host here off the air, and I'm not completely convinced that the government wouldn't be trying to spray crap in the sky to affect the weather. I'm not convinced that they would or wouldn't. Um, but let's say that they are out there spraying stuff into the sky, and, and we'll, leave, you know, we'll, we'll leave it there as to what that stuff's doing. They're just spraying things in the sky. Let's say that it, it's, it, they're doing it for the weather. How come they aren't saying out loud to all of us, we're spraying crap in the sky to control the weather. We're great. 
you'd have rain right now or wouldn't have rain or whatever it is. Ever wonder why there wasn't a tornado last year? It's because we've been spraying. So it's clearly not the weather, right? Because if it were, why wouldn't they promote it? Why wouldn't they do that? Why wouldn't they say, this is what we're doing? Well, because if they were trying to... Let let me just play devil's advocate. Maybe if they are manipulating the weather in some way and they are creating more rain here, if there's a flood there, then they could be sued. No, they couldn't. It's the government. Yeah, well, true. But, I mean, somebody would try to sue them or try to hold them responsible. I had a pothole uh, two days ago, flattened my tire. Those damn uh, government people paved the road. I I, I intend to send them a bill. I have no expectation that they're actually going to pay the bill. (laughs) Of course None. (laughs) Anthony, your thoughts? Yeah, all I'm saying is, is, you know, just be open and objective to maybe consider looking at it. Here's yeah. my objection to that's what you're all, saying there. I'm, I'm not I'm a closed-minded guy, to, dude. I've seen some of the videos. I've watched the conspiracy videos. I've seen every Alex Jones movie that uh, he's ever made, for instance. So I've, you know, I've spent a little bit of time looking into this stuff. So it's not like I'm not open-minded. It's just that after watching all of the conspiracy stuff and uh, learning about freedom and liberty, I understand that my time is best spent advancing freedom and liberty instead of being open and investigating all the various different conspiracies out there because it's irrelevant to me whether or not this is true whether or not it is true sir it doesn't matter to what i'm doing and what i'm doing is talking about freedom on the on the air at six nights a week and uh, getting active here in new hampshire as part of the free state project to actually restore or to get liberty in my lifetime so whether it's true or not is completely irrelevant to the fact that i am interested in withdrawing from the federal system entirely and living my life as i see fit well, freedom and liberty will actually expose some of these things that are going on, whether it be contrails, chemtrails, or other other things. We certainly agree there. Are conspiracies? Is, isn't it also about striking the root? We, we, you hear that saying, "Strike the root," and you have to get to the root of the problem. Uh, uh, you know, liberty is being lost in this country. What is the root? Because if you just strike the branches, they grow back stronger. Yeah, that's all. This is is just a branch somewhere. It's like a twig somewhere out on the end of the tree. Completely irrelevant to advancing freedom in our lifetime. Thank you, sir, for the call. Though we appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can't say that we censor these guys or anything like that. So it's not like we're closed minded. It's just we've heard it all before. I mean, people have been calling this show about chemtrails since day one of syndication. Mm. I got a promo that we made out of one guy that goes back since, like, the first week we were on the air. So people can put up all the websites and the pictures and stuff they want. If it's really happening, you're not going to stop the federal government from doing it. Right. I mean, this is the same Educating people, that, people on it, I just don't think it's going to matter. Right. We know they do awful things. It's not like my head's in the sand here saying, oh, the federal government's, they're just great. They're just out there to keep us safe. That's nonsense. We know the federal government and state governments. We talk about bad things the government does all the time. Right. The we show. know they're dangerous. We know they tested nuclear weapons in Nevada and Utah. We know that absolutely for a fact that that's a, you know, a terrible, awful thing. We know there were eugenics programs. Heck, there might still be. I mean, this is what happens when people believe that they have power over others. And that's what we need to change. We need to change the mindset of the American people, the idea that there is this thing called authority and that people genuinely have it. That people who are just like you or are somehow better than you or in positions of, uh, of more importance than you. That's what we need to disabuse people of is their obedient mindset to the government. Not change their mind about whether or not they're looking at contrails or chemicals being sprayed in the sky. So, 
Strike the root. I agree with that, Wayne. The real issue is the state and its existence and, and know, voluntary society versus a con, uh, a controlled society by the government people. And, and the stories we talk about on the air here, we talk about news stories. And you can look at the facts of the news story and see what the government is doing. Whereas chemtrails is speculation, right, no matter how you cut it. We don't have to speculate whether or not the government is kicking in people's doors and taking them in and, and uh, killing them or putting them in jail cells because of a plant they might happen to have in their possession. We don't have to speculate on that. That's a fact, and it's horrible, and that needs to stop. But again, we have to strike the root to stop that problem, too. More on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp. FreeTalkLive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, FreeTalkLive.com. The features for free. Enjoy those on us. Again, FreeTalkLive.com. Features including, by the way, the archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, go and grab them up right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience, freetalklive.com. Are you looking for an intellectual challenge this summer? Join students from around the world at a free summer seminar sponsored by the Institute for Humane Studies. Hear lectures from top faculty and discuss the ideas of liberty and their current applications. Get more information at libertarianseminars.com. That's libertarianseminars.com. We go uh, continuing with your phone calls. It's Tony in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tony. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's on your mind? Well, what's on my mind is your... um like your uh, intellectual ability to understand the uh, the chemtrail issue puts your other uh, topics that you profess to have ability and understanding in question because it's not all conspiracies. I mean, if you go in, go on Google, type in aerosol dispersion, take a look at the contracts the government has with various agencies <clears throat> for dispersing chemicals via aerosol spray. In the atmosphere. Okay. Um, you know, check out check out uh, <clears throat> barium and how it. What is it? What was that again? Check out what? Barium. Check out uh, barium, barium and how it react how it reacts with the uh, harp antenna in. Uh, Alaska. Okay. Uh, radiation now, a lot of people for... could do this. There's probably somebody running to their computer right now to do just what you say. But wouldn't you, you agree... You guys don't have computers? What's that? You guys don't have computers? Oh, I've got a computer. I say there are probably people doing just that. Um, but what I think we the point we've been trying to make here, and I think that it's I think it's really a good one, is that you know like it's it's speculative in the sense that um, a lot of people don't believe it. I for one am skeptical and i've been on the air here for oh three years hearing chemtrail calls for a long time and i'm only just now getting to the point where i believe that the the government may be doing something like that for weather now whereas what we talk about on the air generally six nights a week we talk about real live things that the government does that the news reports on that nobody's questioning most of the facts on you don't have to go to some obscure website to try to uncover the truth right it's not some rambling website that goes on for you don't have to go anywhere to uncover the truth but but you know you guys are you guys are you guys have opinions that um you know you you want to put your opinions forth Mm-hmm. And and that's cool. And you've got issues that you're talking about that are real that happen every day. But if you just blanketly, uh, you know, throw things in a bin and say, 
oh yeah, it's it's a conspiracy or whatever, and you haven't even fully investigated it, then that makes me a little skeptical. You know about, what I wonder about you, know, you guys? Else, do you even listen? Talking about like Tony, do people like you, you conspiracy types? Do you even listen to what we say? Because we yeah, just spent the last segment of the show. I'm not a conspiracy type. Whatever, man. But, uh, we just I'm spent sure, the last sure segment the of the show talking to another guy about this issue, and I think I made it very clear. I have seen several videos over the years. I have looked into many of these claims in the last several uh, years of my life, and I have come to the conclusion that it is a waste of my time, considering what Not that it's incorrect. Not that barium doesn't react with the uh, big harp antenna right, in Alaska. Right. We haven't come to that conclusion. Right. However, Mike, I'm not looking into it any, further, any further because it doesn't matter to me. Right. The conclusion here is that I have better things to do with my precious 24 hours in a day, or probably more like 16 to 18 waking hours in a day, and I'm not going to spend it trudging through the chemtrail websites to try to convince myself that this might actually be true, because I don't care whether it's true or not. As I've said before, and I'll let you respond here in a moment, maybe you're listening this time, as I've said before, my goal is to expand liberty. My goal is to help people understand, to effectively communicate what freedom is all about so hopefully we can actually have liberty sometime in our lifetimes and it does not seem relevant to advancing liberty to, to chase all of these conspiracy theories i know you hate that word but that's the word i'm going to label it with for right now because it's completely irrelevant to what i'm trying to do does that make sense to you at all or are you just really upset because i'm not going to the website you want me to go to oh i don't want you to go to a website i don't care if you go to a website i'm just saying if you're professing uh, opinions you have opinions, your opinions are based in some form of education or knowledge that you can't, you, it's, not, it's not intellectually feasible for you to sit back and dismiss something you haven't fully investigated. Well, I don't have an obligation to investigate. At what point do I have me talk for a second? At what point do I fully investigate? That's the question. I think that this rabbit hole goes on forever. Sure, it does. I could fully investigate. And then I would come, come, could come back and say, no, I don't believe it. And you'd just call me a jackass. You'd say, you didn't fully investigate enough. You, yeah. didn't, look right, you didn't look at it the right way. See, he investigated more than you did, right? Mark. You know, I, this, this is a rabbit hole. It's, it's, a, it's just an endless, bottomless pit, this fully investigate thing, this education thing on uh, you know, chemtrails or 9-11 or you pick your... Uh, JFK. You know, yep, JFK. The the hood, for God's sakes, Tony. But the thing is, is you guys have you know you guys have a show. I listen to you all the time, mm -hmm. and uh, whenever this subject seems to come up, you know it comes up, and you get a bunch of heated phone calls from a bunch of conspiracy conspiracy theorists that mm -hmm. are uh, upset about it. Right. I don't happen to be one of those, but I do like I, what I have a problem with is that you guys both seem real smart to me, and I I don't see. I can't see you really believe in what you're saying. I think it might be more of an issue where you need guys to call in and get pissed off. To, you know, oh, absolutely not. To talk no, to. nope. You know, what, how much? How much research smart, should I do, Tony? You guys are too smart to like be sitting there just you know blanketly. I, I appreciate face. the underhanded insults you're you're dishing mm. out right now, but how much research? <laughs> how not, much research should I do? I didn't. I'm hear not. That. I really like you guys. So. Well, he's hey, uh, suggesting we're smart, and, uh, but. You know, we're not smart I enough. Don't, I don't. I don't see it that way. I just, you know, I, I think that I the position that we've explained is the only position I can come up. How with. How much should the I do? The fact is, I, you know, there's there's no there's no end to the amount of studying I could do on chemtrails. I know, I and know, I know. if I came, I know. it's just an issue. I know it's a side issue, 
It really I know is. Sidetracks from the real things. I know that there's, you know, you know, there's things that are going on every day in everybody's community that they could be spending time on instead of researching mm-hmm. chemtrails. Yeah. You know, I understand what you guys are saying. That's you guys have a valid point there. Good. I Thank mean, goodness. You know, there, there I'm glad it came across people, to you. Yeah, there are. I mean, people could be doing things every day, but it's just a, it's just a subject. You know, it's a subject matter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a, it's not necessarily a mentality. And you can't say no. that you haven't been able to focus on it, Tony. I mean, you and the last th- two or three callers have been... Uh, 45 t- minutes you now? Know, yeah, we've, uh, the, the bulk of this hour has been about chemtrails. Yep, we've been talking about chemtrails. So, uh, you know, instead uh, of actually... Because, just because we're not up here preaching from the pulpit about chemtrails, the message of chemtrails has been out there. Oh, yeah, and people that want to go and do all the research they want to do can certainly go and do it. There's no end to the uh, chemtrail well, conspiracy people, sites. I suggest people research about how to go down and... Uh, File to run for a member of the city council, or get on the water board, or I'm for that. You know, do something around here. You know, you're talking about water. Well, you know, go down and demand. You know, to see what they're putting in your water. There you that's, go. Uh, they, they, you can do that. So, yeah, now that's something tangible. <laughs> yeah. That's action. That's really doing something. Whereas sitting there just absorbing uh, internet websites, uh, especially crackpot ones. And by the way, it's so hard to find anything that looks not like a crackpot website uh, representing the chemtrail movement. They all yeah, look like rambling, crazy problem, sites that okay, were designed in 1998. You, the main problem is that the disinformation basically comes from the word chemtrail. And uh, so if you don't if you actually use the word that's used for the method of dispersing uh, whatever it is, aerosol, aerosol dispersion, aerosol, mm-hmm. you'll come up with all the, the things that, that, they, that they do do on a regular basis. It's you, just, you're assuming I can spell aerosol. <laughs> <laughs> Google will correct that for you. Yeah, hey, Tony, thanks Google's for the call awesome. tonight. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. If Google was spraying things from the sky, it'd be good stuff. Probably right. Yeah, yeah. it'd be awesome. Actually, I found a website called bariumblues.com, mm-hmm. and the, the, the hook line for their website is, our atmosphere is a platform for the latest technologies of war. Many of the photos on this site were taken around my home. And if you look, you'll see a lot of <laughs> strange photos of the sky. My favorite one was the chemtrail site that uh, claimed to have evidence, hard evidence. And it appeared to be pictures of spiders' webs, very strange kind of web-like <laughs> structures. And they were claiming that they fell from the sky one day. I mean... What, it's just pictures, well, man. What we, can you do with I this? I know they sprayed melathion from the sky in Bradenton, Florida. I that, know they did it. Right. We know about that. We, we went through that. More on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call. If you make it right now, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features we give away. So enjoy those on us. And if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then go and become an amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board. It'll cost you all of three bucks a month, and what do we do? We take that money in, and we turn it right back around, reinvest it into the show, and get on more radio stations across the country to spread the message of freedom and liberty and uh, as, as fast as possible. So get on over there and get signed up. You'll get some perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in-line chat room forum. All of the details are there for you at amp.freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls. Let's talk to Lee in Kalispell, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Lee. Lee, Kalispell? Hey, Lee. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, I got to give you a few facts here on your cam trails. Okay. We chat one other time on this, but let me give you a little more in depth. Oh, boy. 
Oh, and I know how. I was a metallurgist for five years, an aluminum smelter. And there's a video called Aerosol Crimes, free download, all that good stuff. Yeah. They have a chemical analysis of this stuff. Now, the number one element in there is lithium. Mm-hmm. You know one of the main things they use lithium for? Uh, controlling uh, mood swings. Uh, people with Mental patients, right. right. Bi- bipolar, manic depressives. Well, my ex-wife, which is why she's my ex-wife, <laughs> took that, and I looked at her little brochure and everything, and it had like 1.08% lithium in there. I'm thinking, well, like, what kind of good is this going to do her? Well, if you and I take it, it'll put us on our knees. But for, you know, bipolar, it makes them normal. It takes care of the highs. Okay. So it makes you lethargic. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know what the chemical analysis was on that? And I ran spectrometers for five years. Spectrochemical analysis accurate to four decimal places. Okay. Do tell. Right. 2.9%. So that's a lot of lithium? Nah, that's three times what you get in a prescription. And you would need that because they're diluting it uh, by putting it in the water, and it's well, just going a lot of it place. gets away. Now, well, the main how did they how did they get the sample, Lee? They got the sample from airborne uh, particulates at high altitude before they had dispersed. But you can look at any serious. Cloud. How did they do that exactly? Were they following the airplane? As yeah, they did let... it forty years ago uh, for the fluoride at a aluminum plant put out in uh, into the cherry orchards, and you know what? It was accurate. I mean, it compared exactly with the specs the aluminum plants said that they were admitting before they had rules that said you can't admit that. But the other thing is there's aluminum oxide, which is bauxite that you make aluminum out. It's also used in sandpaper and everything else. But the thing is, and we had to analyze this stuff before they could put it in the pots, was aluminum oxide absorbs 30 times its weight in moisture. Any doubts, look at a box of Tums. Roll-Aids, any of those? So what are you getting at, Lee? Or an antiperspirant. Why would you have an antiperspirant to absorb the moisture? Same with Tums. What is it you're getting at, though? I understand what what you're saying. Well, it absorbs the moisture out of the air, which keeps it uh, encapsulated within the aluminum oxide. Hence, it becomes heavier than air, which is why the clouds look like they're kind of like a rain cloud coming down. They were spraying us today. They were sprayed us yesterday. Um, I am going to go out and buy a darn video camera. Oh, there's I'm plenty of videos you. on the Internet, Lee. You can go and watch videos of contrails all day long if you want to, I'm sure. Yeah, but the way they bleed is totally out of sequence to the well, way a normal, normal One thing that you're, not gonna, you're never going to be able to tell us about is what the weather looks like because I don't spend much time studying the weather. I just don't, you well, know, I don't have much of a frame of reference. Well, start smoking and go outside and take a break and take a look at the sky for 10 minutes. And when you start seeing a... I live in New Hampshire, dude. It's cold outside. (laughs) Hey, I'm in Montana. It isn't warm here. A man can die in weather like this. (laughs) Pardon? A man could die in weather like this. I don't think I understand, Lee. Are you suggesting this is for mind control or weather control or both? Yes. uh, If the government's doing it, it isn't for one reason. Huh. Okay. Uh, well, it's absorbing the moisture. So what's your plan, Lee? What are you going to do but, about but it? It hits the Rocky Mountains here. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to take some pictures? What are you going to do about it? Well, right now all you can do is enlighten and try to get your uh, uh, political guys to uh, start doing research on it, you know? Uh, admitting that there's something out there. There's a, There's been a few people that admitted that this isn't normal. But, you know, that's a few people. It's like Ron Paul being one of the 
great guys out there saying that the economy is a little messed up. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the sole voices, so the thing to do about it is try to get a few more voices, which requires what you guys do. But why choose this issue, Lee? Why this one? Why? Because they won't tell us about it. They don't even acknowledge it exists. Um, you know, we're... Why not aliens? We've all been smoking or something. I don't know. I mean, why not aliens? I mean, there's a lot of people on that issue, and that hasn't really gone anywhere either. Well, they don't I admit to don't that. I see them putting big old clouds of stuff. Plus, you can see the jets. But I had a picture that didn't come out very good on my digital camera of a regular jet paralleling uh, one of those. And I took four of them over a 12-minute period of time, and the regular jet was gone in like four minutes. His contrail, which is condensation, the other guy's thing grew about ten times its normal size and just kind of started drifting down. Well, you do understand that there are rebuttals out there from people that are actually experts about the atmosphere and what goes on up there that, uh, you know, they just basically just blast the uh, the chemtrail uh, conspiracy people out of the sky, so to speak. I'm not a conspiracy guy. I'll tell you this. We don't have Montana skies here anymore. <laughs> Well, hey, guess what? That, things change, world, Lee. You do understand that. One of the things that's constant in this world is change, and that includes the environment we live in. So just because things aren't the same way they were 50 years ago doesn't mean jack squat. Well, I don't have 50, but I have uh, the last five. But you, know, you get 12 or 15 of these things in an hour. This isn't the boys from uh, Maelstrom Air Force having fun. This is totally irregular. Why don't you chase down one of them one time and uh, see where they land and who they are and what they're up to, Lee, and then let us know what happens. Chase Why don't you uh, get me a ticket for one of them Learjets and we could just yeah, go do that? Yeah, that's a, that's a crazy, well, with crazy... All, uh, I don't think it's so crazy. With all the chemtrail people out there, sure, you can. Uh, certainly one of them has an airplane at their disposal. That's why they got the samples off that video, the high-altitude samples. Yeah. Well, thank you for the call tonight, Lee. We appreciate it, as always. 800-259-9231. Just... It just seems like such a waste of time and effort. But, hey, it's your life. You can spend it on whatever you want to do. And if what you want to do is go out and take pictures of chem or contrails or whatever the hell they are, clouds in the sky, then by all means, you have fun with your new hobby. Let's continue with your phone calls, and we will talk to Matt in Washington. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Matt. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I heard you a few weeks ago talking about skateboarding. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd just like to say thanks for bringing that to some people's attention. What about, I mean, we weren't talking about just skateboarding. You mean like the police cracking down on the skateboarders? Is that what you're referencing? Yeah, there was a woman who called in um, about her son, mm-hmm. I believe. Being hassled? Yeah. yeah, and I'm 28, so I've been doing it for a long time. Um I remember growing up in Minneapolis and having a uh, cop put me in a submission hold. Oh, what were you doing? And uh, skateboarding in front oh, okay. of a federal building. Ah. <laughs> so, Terrorist skateboarding. Any skateboarding yeah. near a federal building is automatically terrorist, terroristic skateboarding. What's in that backpack? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Here in Seattle, um, if you even skate in front of the federal building... There's a uh, security coming out within minutes. You know what it is? It's just they don't like people that have fun. They just they're just all uppity and they don't like the fact that you're out there having fun. That's what their problem is. Pretty much. Yeah. And then I also want to thank you for doing the show in the first place. I picked it up maybe 2 years ago. Wow. On a podcast cool. and uh <clears throat> I remember 
The reason I listened twice was because Mark's rant about uh, homeless people. Ah, yes. Do you remember that, Mark? <laughs> well, I, I, I often talk he badly about... He could rant again right I now. I often talk badly about homeless people. I'm not very fond of them. Yes. And so pretty much the hatred that I felt for you at that moment... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you know... ...had me become a, a regular listener, but in time I've come to... Uh, Come to love you guys. Thank you. He's well, a cuddly little you know, guy. It's, that's, and, and that's part of what it, uh, talk radio is, is that people get emotional w- one way or the other, positive or negative, about a particular um, you know, host and, and whatever it is, uh, is issue that they, uh, they, they talk about, and they listen. Rush Limbaugh, some of the numbers I've heard is that uh, Republicans listen to Rush Limbaugh for uh, basically two segments um, and, you know, a day, whereas mm-hmm. Democrats will listen for over an hour, in, you know, in, into the area of seven, six and seven uh, segments. Mm-hmm. So depending on your political affiliation, it's the people that hate them that listen more. Yeah, but the Democrats don't come around to agree with them like uh, some of our listeners do. They start well, we have a consistent message. That's true. Thanks for the call tonight, Matt. We appreciate it. It has been Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. I'll be back Monday night. Uh, Mark's going to be taking over the show for the next three days, and he's going to have some special guest hosts. That's right. Inmates running the asylum, baby. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see you. Uh, We're going to try to get the archives online every night, but if they're hours late or they come online the next morning, do forgive us. We'll see you tomorrow, or they'll see you tomorrow. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.